This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. This is a road-tripping weekend for many Canadians. The Long Canada Day weekend is coming up. In fact, many of you may have taken today off, taken the kids out for the last day of school, and listening while driving to the cottage right now. AM 740, the signal booms into cottage country, so I'm sure some of you who are listening are on the roads heading north on the 400. And that's in part why the OPP of Long Launched their long weekend safety campaign because it is the first long weekend of the summer. Let's go to the expert on the roads, OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt. Hi, Sergeant. Good afternoon. Knowing the way you roll, you're likely safely off on the side of one of the 400 series highways. I'm just off the 400 right now by King Road. We've been spending the, the morning up here on the 400 uh, talking to motorists and, and uh, uh Seeing their excitement as they're heading north, uh, loaded up with boats and trailers and campers and equipment and uh, supplies for this long weekend. Saving lives, reducing injuries. This is the focus of the long weekend campaign. And sadly, Carrie, uh, Sergeant Schmidt, there have been there has been a disturbing trend over the last couple of years. Well, it is uh, an issue. And the focus, particularly with the big four, is aggressive driving. We have all uh, types of uh, issues that we see every day, impaired driving, distracted driving, and seatbelts, like you said. Uh, but this weekend, we really want to talk about speed. Uh, we've taken about 1,400 cars off the road this year, just in the Toronto area, for stunt driving and street racing. Uh, we've had 21 people die already this year because of speeding or aggressive driving uh, collisions. And that is just an absolute tragedy. Sergeant, um, I checked out your launch this morning on your Twitter feed, and I had to replay it to make sure I heard it right, that 304 people lost their lives in collisions on 400 series highways last year, and a quarter of those were because of aggressive drivers. That's right. And that's why we really want people to realize the consequences of a bad decision uh, can be a lot more than a traffic ticket or a license suspension. Uh, we're dealing with lives and we're knocking on doors every single day, sadly, letting someone know that their loved one's not coming back. And last year, for example, over the 2018 Canada Day long weekend, 11 people died, eight of them on the highways, two of them in the water and one on a trail off road. So uh, this is a real issue. 11 lives uh, are not here this weekend because they died last year this time. And we want to make sure we don't have a repeat of that. What should we be doing differently or how should we be thinking differently so we, you can help us reverse this trend? Well, it, it, it's a whole part of uh, social uh, uh, influencing. We want to have people uh, be an influence around those who they love. Uh, we can talk as much as we can here to who's listening, but we want that message to be expanding uh, across uh, networks, work colleagues, friends, relatives, wherever you are. If you see a dangerous, uh, unsafe behavior, make sure you speak up and, and have your voice be heard because your influence has a lot of weight to it, to people 
that are around you. So use that. And, uh, and we're going to be out there patrolling our roads, our trails, our highways, and making sure drivers are doing their part. But sadly, we sometimes only get called after it's too late and there's a wreck. So if you, for instance, see somebody driving aggressively ahead of you and somebody can safely in the car make a call, uh, jot down the license plate, would you encourage that uh, to receive that call? Yeah, you know, absolutely. It is a it is a dangerous uh, situation. Uh, it's a collision waiting to happen. A distracted driver or an impaired driver, someone driving aggressively, we want to intercept those drivers, take them off the road, or stop that behavior uh, before there's a collision. We all think we're indestructible. We all think that there's uh, uh, you know no limit to our abilities. We all think we're av- above average drivers. I would say, uh, and sadly, when there's a collision. Physics doesn't play favorites, and uh, everyone's going to hurt. I'm curious to know what's fueling this aggression. Is the stereotype true of young, newly licensed boys and young men? Well, it certainly is in terms of the demographics of who's been charged with stunt driving and street racing. But I can certainly tell you as well that it is not exclusive to that demographic. And we have men and women uh, from uh, 16 and 17 years old up to uh, 60 and 70 years old. So it doesn't matter what uh, uh, you have or how you think uh, you fit into a certain demographic. If you are the person behind that steering wheel, you're responsible for that vehicle, and you need to drive that vehicle safely and responsibly. Uh, you, along with your colleagues, brought in uh, some other professionals uh, to deter street racing. Motorcycle professional Cliff Randall was at your launch this morning. What did What is his message to drivers and motorcyclists? Well, he loves racing and he loves going fast. And you know what? We all love driving. Uh, and, but he does it super fast, but he does it on a track. He does it in a controlled and a sanctioned and a safe environment. Yes, there's always going to be risk in any ex- activity in sport, but there is emergency personnel. There is, there's uh, controls around him. So if you want to feel that thrill, Go ahead and feel it, but don't do it on the highway when you have transport trucks and pedestrians and uh, minivans going by you. You get to a track someplace where you can uh, feel the true excitement and not be worried about what's around the next corner, a pothole, a person. Uh, it's not always uh, the driver's fault. It could be someone else as well, and, and it's a shared responsibility, and you don't know what's coming up around that next band. So take it to the track and and get some training. You can get all kinds of courses and opportunities to experience this kind of thing. And it's way more fun when you're having fun doing it legally than second uh, or I'm just, uh, you're breaking up a little bit there, Sergeant Schmidt. Maybe if you could turn in a different direction, you're kind of going in and out. But no, that, you bring up a great point. If you do feel the need for speed, there is a place where you could, there is an outlet for that. There absolutely is. And there are all kinds of opportunities here for people to do exactly that. So we really want uh, people to understand that that is where we want drivers to uh, take their energy and excitement. And we want, everyone to have a great time this holiday weekend. But 
again, we also want everyone to have great stories to talk about come Tuesday morning when you're all uh, talking about it around the, the water cooler at the office. And remind us as well, um, well, we'll switch over to boating in just a second. We only have a couple more minutes here with you. But uh, in terms of practicing safe, defensive driving, that reminded me a lot of many, many years ago, taking my Young Drivers of Canada course and the message that was told to me as a 16-year-old. I think a lot of us need that refresher, that safe, defensive driving. What makes a good good, safe, defensive driver? Well, someone who's not in a hurry, who's not uh, taking chances, who is, is relaxed and calm and aware of their surroundings, we need, uh, we need drivers to have their full presence, their full attention on the task of driving and realizing how they're sharing the road with other people around them has a huge impact on not only themselves, but those motorists as well. So if we can share the roads together, we're all going to get to where we're going safely. We're not going to have these uh, fender bender traffic jams that cause all kinds of uh, unnecessary congestion and chaos. And it will be all better for it. We get way too hot under the collar and it's hot enough as it is outside right now. Let's enjoy the heat and humidity. Let's just keep it uh, from uh, boiling over in our heads when we uh, are getting frustrated because of uh, long delays, which there likely will be today and this weekend. There's a lot of things happening all across the province. And speaking of refreshers, Sergeant, it's been nine or ten months since people have been out on their boats. This could be uh, the first opportunity. In terms of uh, obligations uh, onto you if you are the driver of a boat and your passengers, what do you have to think about? What's required of you? Well, first of all, life jackets or PFDs. We need everyone to be wearing them and uh, and having them on them, not just using them as seat cushions or in a storage compartment. Wear them. The water is still very cold. Uh, it is the uh, operator's responsibility to make sure everyone is uh, life jacketed up if you're under 16. And obviously, anyone can get a ticket for not being uh, not having a life jacket with them. So that's first and foremost, water's uh, cold. There's still debris and higher water levels in some areas. So be careful about respect your neighbors and other, mo- other boaters who are out there. Take it slow through the uh, rivers where there's speed limits and close to shore, there's speed limits as well. And, uh, and again, know how your machine works. If you get stranded out in uh, water, it could be uh, a long time getting help and weather can come in very quickly. So if you're on big water, Make sure you have your survival equipment, your emergency equipment, and uh, you're prepared for any type of situation. Always check the weather before you head out. And what are the rules around alcohol on on a boat? Well, that's very specific. You you are not allowed to have alcohol in your boat unless your boat is such of size that it has a permanent uh, sleeping, uh, washroom facilities, and eating facilities uh, on that boat, and your boat is either moored at the dock or, or anchored uh, somewhere in the lake. Uh, you can't be under motion while you're doing that. Uh, and this is not uh, like a pontooner boat with a porta potty and a barbecue and a hammock. You need to have uh, permanent structures in there that allows you to have that. So water is what you drink on the, on the water. Right. If you want to have beer, take that to the pier. And uh, let's not uh, bring alcohol on the boat because that's just a recipe, again, for disaster. I like that. OPP Sergeant Schmidt, uh, have a safe weekend and thank you for keeping us all safe. Thank you very much. You too. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.